We're coming to get these old, these old pretties fixed. Nervous as hell. It's gonna look so good. I'm so excited. I, I trust Dr. A. Dennis is all pain. Don't let the kids watch it. Oh, we gotta go. I was gonna head out. Oh yes. Good morning. Look at everybody's pretty smiles. Oh, man, they ain't even smiling. <laughs> <laughs> he was scared like me. Pleasure P look distressed. He looked worried. I think we're doing 10 across the top. You gotta shave them down and put the veneers on top so I get a little laughing gas. And then they numb everything, but I'm not gonna feel nothing, but it, uh, get out my mouth. Nobody be in your mouth. I never thought I'd see the day. Good luck today. Thank Aww. you. Good <laughs> I had to like get him, drag him out of bed this morning. He was this close to being like, am yeah. I sure? I was about to go fishing. I'm like, sure. <laughs> Well, thank God that, that she dragged you in here. Yeah, no. And they got the nerve to say we weren't with them shooting in the gym. Right. <laughs> you ready? Get started? Yeah. It should be a really smooth procedure. I'm going to feel anything. You're going to be completely numb. You, in two weeks, are going to be brand new training. Just going to numb you first. Okay. This is not my cup of tea. See what we do for y'all. We love you guys. Okay? Just understand that. How people can like the dentist. When you ignore your teeth for 30 years, then you get a long process. Man, I seen them on the internet. <laughs> they strap around the back of your head. Never mind, it's too nasty. So I want you to see something, Shannon. You take off the Gucci glasses real quick. If you were to have not come today, and this keeps wearing, you would be at your nerve chamber. So we've already broken through the enamel. Now we're talking about nerve damage. This is not cosmetic. <laughs> this is medical. You ready? Yep. Is that laughing gas or is something else? It's supposed to be laughing gas, but oh, a lot okay. of people say it's still like they be drinking. Is it getting a little fifty yet or not yet? Yeah, I can stop fitting you now. Yeah. I see y'all on the other side. I'm a trust doc. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Hold up. Let me lick. Take a it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me. Hey, y'all, welcome to the pivot. We got a little different thing. You know, one thing we want to do with our show is expand. We want to go beyond athletics. We want to go beyond the norm of what they see us as and bring in different people that could provide different perspective. Obviously, we got Freddie T, we got Channing Crowder, and I'm gonna say this really slow, Dr. Amira Ogun Leye. From the rest of the time, for the rest of the time, she's just Dr. A. We gotta get you. That's it. And I think, and, and, and she's already become bigger than her practice, uh, bigger than just you know, allowing people to be happy about their smiles because she's going to do something that no one has ever attempted to do before. Mm -hmm. She's going to fix Channing's teeth. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Dr. A has accomplished many things in life. You know, <laughs> uh, we'll get, we'll, you know, we'll get to her. So she's, won, she's won awards, RC. It, like my teeth are, are bigger than an award? Is bigger no, than so, so, so what I'm trying to say is this is going to add to her humanitarian side. <laughs> Right. This is going this is going to go into her activism. So, like, if you go to her bio, it's going to have she's worked with, you know, the D Wade's and the LeBron's and so and so. And then it's going to say away from the office and it's going to be all the activism, all the community work she did. And then in bold letters with one of them asterisks, it's going to say fix Channing's teeth. Right. And the, 
Doc, is it that bad? I went, I went recently. I had to open up my mouth, and y'all didn't even see the molars now, because y'all had molars. You, say, you said you ain't been a dentist in six years, too. I don't go to the dentist. Dentist scared me. I, I get root canals and never go back. Doc, this is, is it that, perfect is, timing. Doc, is it that bad, Doc? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. But we make miracles happen, so even if it was that bad, which is not that bad. Is that your slogan or something? Is that your slogan? No, actually, it's not. It's not my slogan. My slogan is um, about porcelain magic, but get ready for a brand new channel. The thing that you're missing is I didn't sign up for that. I, I didn't sign up for a brand new chanting. The, the chanting I signed up for made us all look better when he smiled. Uh, oh, the chanting- oh, you seem a little jealous. The, the chanting I signed up for, you know, allowed us to have these jokes. And so are you gonna do like a really good job? Is chanting gonna come back an entirely new person with this? Or can we keep a little bit of the guy we've grown to know and love? No, 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 he's gonna be brand new. I mean, that's how people do. They get their teeth done and I, I literally ask this question almost to every person in my chair. I'm always like, are you married? Are you dating? And they're probably like, why is she asking this question? The reason I ask that question and, you know, they're like, uh, it's funny when the guys are like, I mean, something like that. You know how you guys do. And I'm like, okay, I want to ask because I don't want you to get brand new with who you're with because everybody, their whole vibe just changes. It's like, it's amazing how much a smile like affects people, like honestly. There was a guy who came in, he's actually an ex-NFL player. He, he flew in and he was with his wife and she encouraged him to do his teeth. And he came in, <laughs> just like Channing. Asia, he, Asia paying for all this. Uh, Dr. Aiden, no, Asia paying for everything, cause I ain't, yeah. I'm riding this thing, I done rolled these out for 38 years, coach. But it, it's deeper than that and she'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's deeper than just the cosmetic side of it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is deeper, but, but Asia did, uh, reach out to me and say she wanted to do this as a gift for Channing. She did say that. But this particular uh, wife brought him in and I remember looking at him and not really, not thinking anything of him either way, you know, not having an opinion per se. And then we fixed his teeth. I mean, they were really in really severe condition. You know, we, we fixed his teeth and I, to date, this is probably like my best case. When he came back for like a recall appointment, his whole swag, the way he, like he walked in and I was literally like, oh, well, who is that? Like, wow, you know? <laughs> and his wife, I, this is so funny. His wife was like, I really wish I would have never ever told you to fix his teeth because this man takes selfies in the, in the, in the, on the phone. He's walking around brand new. So it does happen. It's, it's probably going to happen. Have you, did y'all ever watch that show, The Swan, back in the day? I'm, I'm a TV judge. Black Swan? No, it was called The Swan. And what would happen was they take these people that were like twos or ones, right? And, and then they... <laughs> listen, no. listen, don't even start that way because we're talking Wait. about me, mother. Don't start with <laughs> no one. No, I'm a strong seven now. Okay, that's fine. Seven. Oh, not seven. Channing. I'm a strong seven. Strong, so bro. Let's I'm a seven point eight. That's what Ryan's scared of. Channing, when I your, get into this nine. Channing, your personality, bro. Your personality. And you got a pink bottle. Oh. Your personality. Your pink bottle. When I get into this nine. I was trying to get to a point, Channing. My bad. You're going to be a nine, bro. I'm going to be so happy for you. Yeah. It's going to bring up the attractiveness level of our show so much because you bring it down so far. Um, and so like they, these, these people would go and they'd be like ones and twos, right? But we all know the way the world normally works that if like you're a one or a two, 
your significant other usually is too. Yeah. And so they bring them off and they'd get like all this other stuff. Like they, you know, they get liposuction, they'd get their, their teeth fixed, they get plastic surgery. And then they'd walk them back out on stage in front of like their family that's from like, you know, Bumfluff, Arkansas. And they would be tens. I'm talking about freaking tens. And then every time they would revisit with the people after they got their makeover, the people were miserable. A lot of their relationships failed because you got to remember that person is still a two that you were with. <laughs> no, for real. And you and now they people acting brand new like you say, Doc. But here's the thing. This is big. You got to be set in your relationship because you can't build a kingdom with someone who still craves attention from who? From everybody else. Yes. There you go. That's big. So people who come in who have, are solid in their relationship, this should just enhance you. You should feel positive about who you are, secure, confident, and that should only strengthen what you have. But unfortunately, and this is deeper than smiling, but unfortunately, there's too many people who still crave that attention from outside. So yes, when they get their teeth fixed, they get the lipo, they get all these things, it's like they forget the center. You know, they forget the core or the soul. So, I mean, it's it's like this. What I, My career is really like this, because in one breath, you're changing people's life for the good, but there is always gonna be a, a superficial element to what you're doing, and that's just real talk, yeah. you know? And your story, we're gonna get into that. Your story and what it is, and you know what I'm saying? You're my dentist, like, you know, so we, we, we know each other. But I just gotta ask, when I get these veneers, when I really <laughs> fix my mouth, right, is like, I'm scared that I'm gonna see the bite marks on Asia's butt and think that she's cheating on me because I'm used to my own bite marks. It is dull. Your <laughs> bite marks. So dull. when I see right. these perfect bite marks, Wait. I'm gonna be like, who the hell bit your booty? Because, you know, me and Asia go after it. Like, so do you have to, do you have any counselors that can help me with that, like the transition? You know, there, there's forensic psychology, dental forensics, who literally can find a killer by the bite marks because of their dental records. Yeah, this if is I, true. If, if this I, is I ever killed Asia, go on a butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what they right there. So, Doc, you mentioned forensics. He's talking about bite marks on the butt. You know, I heard a story and I don't know how true it is. You know, they call me Freaky Fred on this show. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I don't know why. But listen, don't, we're not getting into that. Yeah. The, the story that I heard was a dentist can tell if a, a woman or a person mm -hmm. has had oral sex before their visit. Is that true? That is accurate. That is absolutely disgusting. How? <laughs> so um, there are tiny blood vessels in the soft palate, which is the very- What a soft palate at? Like way the back? Very way back. Whoa. And so in the, the in the event that there is a lot of force or action at the soft palate, the small blood vessels will have bursted and we will see the striations in the back of their mouth. Yes, we we know what y'all been doing last night. So are you ever like, are you ever like, oh, you got it in? No, no. Yeah, we done, we done, no. We created some skyvations. Right. I mean, I definitely, you know, notice and I might like tap my assistant, like you move the light a little bit further back, you know, but no, I don't, that's their business. I don't Good say anything. Good thing for HIPAA, right? I don't say anything. Like we started this way off base, way obviously, off. And, way and, off. But, it, but it was cool because because you yeah. got to kind of tell stories about, you know, some of the type of successful people 
you have opportunities to work with, but you're you're from Egypt originally, mm-hmm. if, if I'm correct. And yeah. you came over here, I think you were two years old, but you were with a single father. Yes. And it was three of you guys? Yeah. What was that like? Can you even remember it though from those times? Yeah. Yeah, I think that anyone who's been through real struggle, um, you don't, that's not something you forget. You know, I, I came here with a single father. Uh, we didn't have anything, you know, he worked uh, two jobs. I remember him working at Popeye's. We went school shopping at Goodwill. That was normal for us. And um, my dad just was so big on work ethic and working hard, you know, so you don't struggle. So that is not something that I think I'll ever forget. You know, there were times my my older brother who who passed away, rest his soul, we would sleep on a a back porch, you know, it had netting. And if it rained, I have, I have memories of him, you know, putting me on the inside so that I didn't feel the rain. And so I think that when people see success, right? They see a person and they they think, oh, you know, I've, I've had people put comments and stuff and say, oh, you don't know what this is that because they see where you're at now, right? No one knows the behind the, the scenes struggles, what people have gone through, you know, what is motivating them? What is their purpose? So, um, yeah, that's not, that's not who I'm ever going to forget that little girl because she's still in me, you know, and that's why I go so hard. Through your yeah. struggle, through your grind to, to, be, to become what you are, like, how hard is that to be a black and to be a woman? Like, those are, I'm gonna say it real, those are two knocks yeah. in business. Yeah, because you, you deal with sexism, obviously, and you deal with racism. You know, I'll never forget, I graduated from Howard University and I was, you know, a dentist and, you know, I was eager to practice dentistry. I was really young, um, but I had just really loved what I did. And I went to buy a practice and I thought I did all the, the checks, right? I said, you know, this is how much it's making a month. This is how much rent. I, I thought I did everything that you're supposed to do to purchase something, right? I didn't look at demographics because what did that mean to me? I was licensed. I was smart. You know, I had passed every single board. Um, you know, I just, I never considered it. So I, I bought the practice from a young white male. And shortly after, I would receive phone calls asking, um, is the new doctor black? And, you know, my office manager at the time would say, uh, yes, but, you know, she's this. And she would say all my accolades that I had. And I slowly were just losing patience. People were calling, asking for their files and asking for their charts. And I just remember sitting down um, one day and just crying so hard because I felt like, damn, racism doesn't care about your degrees. They don't care about your status. They don't care about your skill. And that was a really, really hard experience for me, honestly. When you think about it now and getting into the business and now being where you are, is a situation like that when you have graduated from Howard and you feel like you have some of these accomplishments. And I used to always tell my, my son this and my, and my kids this. I said, you can't look at life like it's a piece of paper, right? On a piece of paper, when you list, I have this degree, I've, I've gone through these things, I've gone through these games. If you handed people those pieces of paper and you didn't put color, you didn't put gender on them, they'd pick the person with the most check marks, right? And I think sometimes when we start to accomplish things and we reach a certain level of success, 
That's how we think life works. When you started to get those calls, did it almost feel like you were that little girl sleeping on the porch again? That, that you hadn't accomplished those things, that all the work and the journey you thought you had been through is something that didn't matter to the world. Yeah. And how did you deal with that once you got those calls? What was the next step for you in understanding this is how I make that practice what, successful? What was the pivot what, from buying your first, figuring out how to do it? What was your pivot there? That's exactly what I felt, actually. I, I felt broken down. Um, I felt poor in spirit, right? Really poor in spirit. But the thing about um, things like that that happen to people in their life is that I think that from that moment, it was you have to be excellent in everything you do because excellence is the best deterrent to racism and sexism. Because I learned that, okay, forget it. I don't care what anyone thinks. I have to be the best at whatever it is I'm doing if it's being a dentist, if it's being a mentor. So that drove me to really want to achieve and it drove me to really um, just want to be at the top of my craft. And it, and it made me to the point now where I'm like, you know, they say that the best success is if somebody wants what you have, be so good at it, whatever you do, be so good at it that they have to come to you to get it. And that's where I'm at now. So now I, I can choose. I choose who to say yes or no to because I have worked my ass off to be at the point where the level of what I'm providing is, is so great and I have so much compassion. I care so much. I pour so much of who I am in my work that my, my skin color, the texture of my hair, where I was born, that doesn't matter. If you want what I have, you still have to come to me, whether you like it or not. Does the 4% matter? 4% of the dentists in America are black. Only 4%. Does that motivate you? Because you speak a lot about representation mm -hmm. and empowerment. Does that make you feel or think anything different, I guess? Yeah, of course. You know, I, I started a mentorship program because I always say, like, you can't be what you can't see. You got to be a reflection to people, right? So young kids see you guys as athletes and, and they aspire because they say, well, if you can do it, if Fred can do it, then so can I, right? So it's about being a reflection, right? It's about showing young brown and black girls who maybe did not grow up in the best situation. It's showing them that, you know what, not only can you achieve this, but you can achieve it at an excellent level. And I just hope to impact, inspire, encourage, uplift, you know, whoever along the way who can see my path or my journey and say, well, you know, if she did it, so can I. You talk about mentorship, which I think is, is large and it's kind of, you know, I think you could do it in many different ways. Uh, obviously, we all do it in, in the, the, the personal fashion, right, the in-person fashion. But we also have a platform like this where we get a chance to do it. It's part of you speaking and getting opportunities and in getting opportunities to do this, what are the messages you try to convey when they see us? I don't want them to see the fact that I played football, right? I just want them to see success. I want them to see achievement. It may not necessarily be that that little girl that looks up to you wants to be a dentist or even can be mm -hmm. a dentist. So what are some of the messages you try to convey from the way you started to now where you are? Yeah, well, it's, it's so much bigger than, like you said, it's not about dentistry, right? It's about knowing your worth. It's about knowing that all those things that growing up, you know, we were raised to feel that made us so different. You know, I was one of few black girls in my class. I was one of the black girls where it was like, 
ooh, Amira's hot for a black girl, you know, all those comments that a lot of young black girls have experienced their whole life, or oh, you speak so proper, like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Why, like, would you say that to my, my white friend? So all of those traits, what I'm, what I'm hoping girls can understand, young brown and black girls, is that all of those things that make us different actually end up really making us a commodity. It's what makes you stand out. It's what makes you rare. I tell my daughter all the time, every day she goes on her way to school, she walks out the door, I say, what are you? And she says, I'm multifaceted, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm intelligent, because I want her to understand that that's where it starts. The root of, of who we are and what we can achieve really starts with what we really believe in ourselves. Because if, if I don't believe it about me, how can you? And that thought, though, Amira, with, uh, with Fred, like I said, 4%, 4 is a small number. Why are you the premier dentist in South Florida? Why? And, and it's not even like, I know your husband, you know, saying, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Like, I, I know those circles we're running, but even past that, when we talk about dentists, your name always comes up. Like, why did you come from Howard in D.C.? You're in South Florida. And when you talk about dentists of South Florida, your name always comes up. What separated you from the other millions of dentists or hundred thousands of dentists or whatever it is that are down here? What's crazy is they don't say she's the wife of a ex-football player when they say that. It's always Dr. A, the dentist. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, do it while My wife knew Amira. I didn't even know. Of, like, I had to put the last name no together. Like, okay. A lot of times, you know, especially where we come from, you're, that's Ryan's wife. Or, you know, whatever it might be. You know what? You Mine, have your own lane Fred, and your own identity. Minus your last name, what separates you? Because if you didn't, if you weren't exceptional, mm -hmm. your last name wouldn't mean nothing. Channing, I told y'all I was trying to see if Wale for Lauren was buried. I told y'all that. He was Googling his ass. When we said Wale, he thought it was the rapper. And I was like, dude, they married, bro. <laughs> he kept saying Wale's like, not married. And I was like, no, Wale is my dude. He is married to Amira. I was like, no, he's not, bro. I like, he just put the album out. He's still in these streets. <laughs> but okay, that, but so that, but minus the last, like, what what made you excel at what you do? To answer Fred's thing about being known for being me. And this is, is so important because when you are married to an NFL player, an NBA player, an entertainer, it is so easy to get caught up in the shadow of who they are, right? And build your worth, your uh, sense of self um, on that, right? We see it all the time, like, like Fred just said. I, I've met, I met someone and I went to shake her hand and, I, and I'm not gonna say who, but she, she said, I'm so-and-so's wife. So I said, okay, what's your name? It's so easy as women to get lost in ourselves as a mother, as a wife. And then you put in the athlete and the celebrity and the lights. But I've always said, you have to be so secure 
and so confident in who you are and have your own purpose that if someone leaves, they don't take you with them. And that is big because so often I never, I, I, I think my husband has great accolades. I'm proud of him, you know, Pro Bowl, he's been to a Super Bowl, he played in the league how many years, but I've never led with that because I felt like I had a bigger purpose and I wanted to be known for my purpose, not his, or I didn't want, you know, I wanted us to be strong together, but we're still, I'm still me. You know, I'm still Amira. I'm not Wale's wife. When someone meets me, hey, you're Wale's wife. Hi, I'm Amira, nice to meet you. It's, it's something I commonly do for that purpose. Your question about excellence and or being- Separating yourself. Separating yourself. Yes. So if you are not known for your work ethic, I don't believe you're really working. And one thing everyone who's close to me can say is I work. Nothing was given to me. I didn't have any favors. When I first started, I was the first one in my office, the last one to leave. I worked, I worked, I worked on my brand, I worked on my craft. And so now, um, even when people talk about Wale, a lot of the relationships I've built and stuff, you know, are because of, of, of the work, you know? And you guys can relate to that. It's not, it's about the work. You could be the son of whatever legendary running back, but if you're not doing the work, if you're not good, then oh well, you're forgotten. You know, you gotta be excellent or you're gonna be forgotten. It's that simple. So I think when I consider what separates me is that my ambition far exceeded my talent. That's for one. And my work ethic, it's something I don't compromise ever. So is it because of where you started? Yeah. Because you talk a lot about access. And you know, you talk a lot about culture and what we lack in our communities, you know, in the underprivileged communities. And I believe that's something that drives you. Am I right? It's absolutely right because, you know, when, like I said before, you know, when you know what it's like to be down here, you know what it feels like, you work harder, you go harder. And then when you, when you make it, you know, we talk about success. Success isn't, isn't money, right? Success isn't the cars we drive. Success isn't the titles or the status. Success is what is your legacy? Who are you impacting? What are you leaving behind inside of people? When people hear your name, what do they know you for? Who did you encourage? Who did you uplift? Whose life did you change? And so, yeah, when I talk about access to care, when I talk about helping communities, it's because when I'm long and gone, I don't want to be remembered for doing the best veneers in the world. I want to be remembered for, for impacting my people. When you say my people, obviously, uh, those of us who have sense understand Egyptian is African. Mm -hmm. Right. We know that. Now, I'm, like, I'm from New Orleans, which is huge on colorism because I'm from a place where they call it passe blanc. Right. People want it to be white or lighter skinned because if you were lighter skinned, you got to do different things. There was a certain level um, no, Creole of, girls, uh, Creole girls. Right. They got that blonde, thick hair, green eyes, no colorful eyes. Got green eyes, light skin. I crashed a car one time leaving. What's that called? Drago's. Yep. Drago's. Drago's. Oysters. Mm -hmm. So we had we did the oyster thing. We eating oysters. And my you and a girl. Yeah, me and a girl, I went down there to train. When I was coming out of UF, went down there to train. And I held Jason Campbell, the quarterback from um, Auburn, because he had an armada and had to explore, and I wanted a bigger truck because she was bad. And so we left Drago's, and I was showing out, but the, the roads were wet. So I went to yoke around the corner showing out, and I <laughs> ran up and hit the pole. Boom, 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 <laughs> throw the whole bumper off. And she was like a professional woman, and she was all scared. And I rode up 
thumping, 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 and dropped off at her apartment, and I tried to get a kiss. I found out that a girl won't give you a good night kiss if you just crashed before you <laughs> dropped her off. So those Creole girls will make you go crazy. So I'm sorry. You can... No, that's that's perfect yeah. segue, yeah. kind of, sort of. But my, my, my point was, what do you do so everyone understands who you are in totality? Because you are a woman, obviously, in this business, but you're a black woman. And you've said that time and time again. I can be honest, I know, but I don't feel like every room you walk into, everybody goes, that's Dr. A, the black doctor, without you having told your story. So what is it that you set out every day in the way that you do your work, but also in the way that you present yourself so they know who you are, they know your foundation, they know your basis, and, and they know who you're trying to affect? It's something I've actually struggled with my whole life and career, because like you said, uh, for some people, Egypt is, is Middle Eastern. What people don't realize is you can be Egyptian and be black. You could be Egyptian and be white. You can be from France and be black and be France and be white. But because I've always been, you know, racially ambiguous, I could pass as other, I felt like I had an obligation and a duty to make sure I was very conscious and intentional about the words I use. When I say black woman, I say it because I could easily just say Egyptian, but I wanna make it known because at the end of the day, and I've said this so many times, when, when the, the white man with the sheets come, we know who we're talking about, the KKK, it doesn't matter if I'm Egyptian, if my skin is brown, light skin, whatever, we're all on the same side. So it's important for me to go hard for the culture and go hard for black women because I know I actually get a little bit of a different treatment because someone might especially mind me think I'm Hispanic. Whereas my colleague who has dark brown skin and is a black woman, she's not gonna get that same treatment. So it's almost my way of announcing it. You know, my my husband always said, my husband is dark skinned, you know, he's from Nigeria and he's like, you know, my wife is blacker than me. It's a joke we make because it, I, I wear it with pride because I know how much people are taken aback. I know the racism I've felt um, when someone is like, oh, well, you're black? Oh, you look so exotic. Like, what does that mean? You know, or like I said, you're, you know, you're hot for a black girl. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say, like, what you're saying made me think about my wife, your friend, my wife, here. We, we, we made it clear. Is there progression? Like, you've been down here so long, you've been doing it, like, you're an activist, black woman, and, and that empowerment. It is, because the whole world's changing right now, Amira. Mm -hmm. Everything's changing. The progression, the LBDTQ+, like every, like, people are coming around to it. Do you feel as if now that respect, that respect you didn't feel maybe 10, 15 years ago, is it, is it figuring itself out? Is the world figuring that out? So I think it has in um, many aspects. You know, I recently partnered with a company called Smile Direct Club. And I don't know if you know them, but they're a really big company. They're the aligners, kind of like an Invisalign. And this billion dollar company could have partnered with any dentist that they wanted to, but they chose to specifically partner with a black woman, an HBCU grad to provide access to care to underserved communities, to provide scholarships to black students, dental students. Um, and that, 
that's a step in, a, in the right direction, you know? And I think that the more people who have a platform, big or small, or a voice, you know, if we're using it and we're, we're trying to make change, you know, I always say we got to change this ratio, this 4%, you know, we have to do a better job. And for those of us who have been given even a small seat at the table, we got to pull other people up with us, you know, we got to make it so it isn't the norm to experience what we're, we're experiencing or have over the years. Channing said he hadn't been to the dentist in six years. I know you don't record. I know you don't. I don't fool with that. I understand that. All they do is give you pain. I want to use Channing as an example because a lot of times in our community where we lack access, which is what you teaming up with Smile Direct is going to push forward, is bigger than not just having the perfect teeth from a cosmetic standpoint. I want to dig into the health part of it. You know, for people like Channing that sit at home and don't realize it's affecting other parts of their life and not just their dental health. Mm -hmm. Why you keep bringing my name up? Because you said you sat home for six years. You know, if you come down with gout or fat ass toe or something. I ain't get no shit, gout off no goddamn rotten tooth, friend. I don't know the doctor. Can I get say gout it. off a of rotten tooth? This talking about gout, dog. Maybe it's not gout. It's something else. <laughs> no, but you could die. I'm gonna die. Let me tell you. Tooth? Let me tell you. Let me tell you guys something about access to care. I started doing a, a yearly. Um, smile event for kids and it was free cleanings and screenings and what motivated me is there was a child in Washington DC you can look up his story eight years old and he had just a cavity and his mother could not afford to do the filling and then it grew bigger into an abscess and an infection and she still couldn't afford to do the root canal and this infection spread to the little boy's brain and he died Damn, doc. Did I'm, you know I'm, that I'm telling you, access to care. So imagine now if we provide access to care for communities like that, it could have saved his life. So for us, I mean, we're doing such a small part, but we're screening these kids. If we see anything that looks like that and their family can't afford to have it done, we're going to do it for free because we don't want something like that to happen. So yes, it can turn into something, death. Dental disease is linked to heart disease, to diabetes. You know, the average person doesn't know. They think, oh, you know, I got a bad tooth. It'll just, it'll just come out, but no. Doc, no, do, I have, do I have any deadly teeth in my mouth? <laughs> no, you're not gonna die. Oh, okay. But do I have any deadly teeth no, in my mouth? No, you do mouth? not, you do not. Dr. A, if you could look back to your, your younger self, to some of those stories you told us about your family, the, the shopping at Goodwill, the, the sleeping on the porch. If you could look back to your younger self and give her something to stay strong, tell her something to make her keep fighting and say, you know what, one day this is what you could be. Because when you're talking to your younger self, you're talking to millions of not only black women, women across the world. What would that story, what would that speech, what would those words of wisdom be? God will take you from waiting on it to walking in it. Mm. It is so important for anyone who is struggling and whether that be, you know, the struggles that I was going through, whether that be a relationship, whatever it is, it's like, I would tell my younger self, you're so much stronger than you know and keep praying and keep working and keep faith. Faith is so important. I would tell her, know your value. 
you know, something wanting you, you know, it feeds the ego. But when something values you, that's what feeds your soul. We can edit our photos all day, right? We can't edit our soul. Make sure your energy's right, you know, pray. People always say you work so hard, you, you know. Yes, I work hard, but I pray harder. I do, I really, um, I do. And I would be nothing without that. And I would tell young girls who are experiencing these things to just have faith, look at other people who've done it. If they can do it, so can you. You know, pray, work hard, keep focused. Don't listen to the naysayers. How many people told me I couldn't, wouldn't be at this level? Don't believe it, it's not true. I wish I had more confidence as a little girl. That's what I, I would I wanna, tell them. I wanna take a moment and uh, close this thing out. That's usually RC's job. Take it, buddy. <laughs> but I really wanna know if Channing is a real charity case. And then we can shut it down after that. I just wanna know. I, I just, just doc, like I've been getting hell about my teeth. Listen, let me just tell you. Can we put it on Dave called They've called me raccoon teeth. They've called me all kind of prison mouth. <laughs> They've called me jangling, can't wow. get right mouth. Like I, I got all the jokes. I actually throw the jokes back on myself. When he says they, that's not us too. That's just throughout his no, life. It's gonna, it's gonna be a testament to your work. Oh, but this is all I'm gonna say. Let the haters talk and watch what's going to happen in a couple weeks. That's all I'm going to say. That's what's all going to happen. <laughs> and one more thing. What's that Skrilla? What's that Skrilla that I can beat up in the back? <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? I just need the name. Is it Skrilla? Skrilla the veins? soft palate? The Skrilla veins. What? You said something about scro scrotum veins? No, no, no. I didn't say anything about the scrotum <laughs> or scrotum. And I don't know what you're thinking right now. I, all I talked about was the soft palate. That's it. <laughs> Here's what I know. I just want to say this. It doesn't matter who you're married to. You stand alone. What you've accomplished doesn't need a spouse. It doesn't need someone to walk side by side with. I'm sure it's better to have that. But if you had to walk into space by yourself, it'd be you and God and you'd be okay. And so we are so grateful that you joined our show and you gave us an opportunity to have a different conversation. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having yeah. me. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. That's why you're the closer, baby. I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Let's walk around, Asia. Don't smile yet. And. Oh! Oh, <laughs> yay. It looks so good. Don't get brand new as your wife. Me and her have a deal. If you right. act up, I'm going to pretend like we're doing a follow-up and I'm breaking all the <laughs> it's, it's wild. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. You Thank can't you. do it with anybody else. So now we're going to see what Fred and Ryan have to say right. now. Yeah, they're going to talk shit. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. I know he wouldn't have done it if I didn't want it. So he's Thank your wife. Yes. Heck of a Thank gift. you so much. Yo, Girl, you did that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Any issues you have, call me, and then I will see you next week for talk. You look great. Thank you. You look so good. <laughs> I don't feel like you look so good. You look so good. Thank you, Doc. So yeah, That's thanks. the best money I've ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> if you like it, I love it. Oh, well, Thank you. Dr. A is awesome. We, we, we knew she was great. We've seen her work, but now being a part of it, 
you know, having them, having them put in and having her dental, dental genius a part of our life, Dr. A. We just appreciate it and we love you, love your family, and we're just happy we, uh, we could utilize your services. Yes, absolutely. And I've been stalking her page for a long time because I knew I was plotting on Channing to get his teeth done. And uh, just seeing all her work and seeing how she interacts with her clients and as big of a guy he is, needing all the, the pain meds that he needs, <laughs> make sure he's comfortable. She listened to us and, and made it happen and his smile looks amazing and I'm so happy. I'm so I'm so excited for his growth and his new smile. <laughs> Hold up, limitless, take a stomach cap in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling get me up. On the mission, get me up. No one me, I got the key. Only vision I can trust. Trust limitless, take a stomach cap in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling get me up.